0: Hi, this is Tom Pizzotto and Dan Silvestri from SpyMovieNavigator.com. Join us as we're cracking the code of spy movies. In today's episode, we're going on location to Real Art Collectibles in Berwyn, Illinois to talk with Corey Glaberson. Since 1993, Real Art Collectibles has provided pop culture collectors from around the world with memorabilia from various eras, genres, and prices.
1: If you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and Google Play. That helps us a lot, and it helps us go up in the rankings, which gets us more listeners, and we appreciate that. Tom's back. Welcome back, Tom. Tom's been traveling, not on an official undercover mission, but he's been traveling to some interesting places in the world down near the equator
0: yeah, Dan, I, I actually just got back from Ecuador, which is just which is just amazing. And I'd love to see them do some, some filming down there. Now, we did some of it in the Galapagos Islands. I know they're not going to be able to film that, right? They're yeah, not going to let that happen. They're so, just all the different diversity of animals and stuff like that. But we spent part of the time in the Amazon Basin where we went down this river, this river boat cool. into the thing and the first night
1: you're on the amazon
0: we're on we're on the, well it's actually a tribute to, it was the, the napo river which feeds into it okay but it's the longest river in ecuador and the first night we do this night walk and the first animal i saw was a tarantula about one and a half times as big as my hand
1: wow that would be scary
0: and it got me thinking to in dr no
1: oh yeah right right yeah.
0: in the book
1: professor den
0: yeah, pr- yeah. in the book Fleming has a centipede crawling up Bond. Yeah. In the movie, they changed it to a tarantula. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is the tarantula is not going to do anything to you. Where a centipede is deadly. Won't kill you. No, it won't kill you. Where a centipede is deadly. So it's pretty funny. We sitting, and you look at this thing, it's huge. And it's like, oh my, you know what am, what am I looking at here? I'm, but I'm thinking, boy, that'd be a really cool place to see because it's so remote. Yeah, and so beautiful, and some of the river stuff they could do from an action perspective.
1: So that would be would cool be to work really, that into a Bond movie yeah. or a Mission Impossible movie or whatever. exactly
0: any of these spy yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. there was, even if it's just hey, there's somebody who's got a remote hideaway in yeah. the Amazon. I'd like. And you go see it. It was really, really neat. And anybody who's into like eco tours or anything, it was fabulous.
1: Well, welcome back! Glad to have you back. I'm doing a podcast again with Tom. I had to do one solo. I know. While well, he was gone. Yeah. Th-
0: thanks. <laughs> thanks for working while I was playing, Dan.
1: All right. So,
0: so Dan, while I was playing in Ecuador, you yeah. were here working, yeah, right? Yeah. And you went to Real Art Collectible in Berwyn to meet with Corey Glaberson and tell me you know, tell me about this place because it, it. After kind of talking to you a little bit about it, I want to go there now, yeah. but what would t- talk to our audience about
1: it that. was kind of cool because we had just put a podcast out about james bond collectibles movie collectibles and that was one i did when you were gone also and we got some good feedback on that so i thought hey we'll go out to see Corey because this guy he's big he's been doing this since 1993 so he knows what the heck he's doing he's got a warehouse and then he just opened the shop about eight years ago and the shop is full of stuff and then we went to the warehouse we went and looked at the warehouse he's He's got a hundred thousand posters back there in the warehouse. I mean, wow. It's unbelievable. But he's wow. got vinyl LPs from the movies, from the Bond movies and all kinds of stuff. He's got little toy figurines like Doctor No and, and Oh everything. cool. Yeah. He's got cool. the he's got the Aston Martin cars and I mean he's got so much stuff you walk in there you just overwhelm from all kinds of movies yeah not so it's just, not just spy movies not just right? spy movies okay. it's got all kinds of movies so if you're into movie collectibles this is the guy you want to talk to because he knows what the heck he's doing the guy's got some fabulous stories about stuff so take a listen to that so
0: and so now you said you went to his his he has a store front yeah in front of this warehouse but he also i mean he's obviously got a website so it's real yes. art real art
1: RealArtCollectibles.com, and that's real R E E L. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like, you know, movie real. Yeah. So, RealArtCollectibles.com, and he's got the shop. So, if you're in the Illinois area, you can go to the shop and talk to him. But he's really open. You can call him, and he'll try to find stuff for you, too. So, th- this guy's good. This Except, is a great content. I'm
0: looking forward to the interview.
1: Yeah. He's a great guy, been doing this a long time. He knows a lot. And now we're going to cut to the interview with Corey Gleberson.
0: That means it's time for our smartest spy in the room segment.
1: Right. Here we go. Hi, we're here with Corey Glaverson in Real Art Collectibles in Berwyn, Illinois. Corey's got all kinds of cool movie collectibles from all over the world, and he sells it through the shop, and he's got the warehouse sales occasionally, too, Absolutely. and online at realartcollectibles.com. Correct. Correct. So tell us a little bit, Coria, and the kind of movie collectibles you have well, in the we shop have, here. Well, we have everything. We have all kinds of movie posters. How many posters do you think you have in the shop?
2: Oh, about a hundred thousand. A
1: hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. I bought out the warehouse from National Screen Service when they went out of business. Oh my gosh. And uh, you know, so I got a lot of posters. So if they're not all great. <laughs> but, people
1: are interested in movie posters. Oh yeah, they're going to find something here.
2: Absolutely. If we can't, <laughs> if we don't have it, one of my friends is. All
1: right. Cool. Thanks. Great. We have
2: toys. We have uh, some props. Uh, not a not a lot right now. We also have a lot of stuff that is uh, sold. You know, made to be collected. Cool. Uh, as well as movie posters, press books. We even have 16 millimeter and eight and uh, 35 millimeter film. So we've done. We, we sell everything there is. I love movies. I've always loved movies, and so you know, I've made that a major part of the store. And so,, in addition to that, we also sell toys, comic books, vintage vinyl. we have regular books. We have a lot of movie books about movies. yeah, we uh, just do everything pop culture except beanie babies. <laughs> I, I don't, for some reason, I don't like beanie babies, and I don't like usually don't like glassware because it breaks. yeah, but everything else we we sell so you've got
1: tons of stuff here right where do you find all these things well
2: uh, you'd be surprised how much comes in through the door you know people bring it to me all the time really Uh, but i'm also at shows i love talking to people about their collections Mm -hmm. and uh in doing so i'm constantly what i call pulling the thread you know finding a new piece pulling people calling them up actively looking for stuff and i've got a huge collection of people uh, that I uh, uh, correspond with and talk to. One of my friends in New Orleans just found a collection in uh, Los Angeles. Nice. So he's going to fly out to Los Angeles, and then I might get in on it. I don't know. Yeah. You know uh, so you have this
1: network uh, built and up now. I have a now. network That's...
2: built up of people that I talk to. This is one way of doing it. That's good. Because you know, anyone who listens to the podcast, if they have something they want to sell, please... Look me up, find realartcollectibles.com, and uh, we'll be happy to buy from you.
1: Yeah, that's real with R E E L. R E E L. As
2: in real to real film. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's that's a cool. play on an old. Uh, real Art was a uh, company that re released the monster movies in the 50s. R E A ah. L. And uh, that was the way that most people saw them, was in those re releases in the 50s. Yes. And those yes. became. The ones that they brought onto TV,
1: so that's where I where I got that from. Cool. So how did you possibly get into this business? I
2: <laughs> well, I, I like most most important thing is I want to be my own boss. I don't like okay. working for other people. I don't, still don't like working for other people. So this is a way for me to do something I like, do something I love—movies, comic books, toys—and do it on my own. Do it for uh, me. Right. I'm you know, no one can tell me except my wife. <laughs> uh than uh what what I do. I mean I'm not I don't make a lot of money, frankly, but it doesn't matter because I do have a lot of freedom.
1: Yes. And how long you been doing? Ninety two, since nineteen ninety two. Wow. Yeah. All I've been doing right. it
2: for a long time now. Yeah. And uh I always have a store. This is the store is about seven, eight years old. Bef- most of the time we did shows and online. Okay. At the beginning of eBay, I was there. Sure. And uh and then we go to shows around the country, which I still love doing. Yeah. So I go to shows all over the I used to go all over the world. I've been to Australia. I've been to Japan. I've oh, been nice. to England many times. I Don't do that as much anymore. Yeah. But but I still go to the big comic book and show in San Diego Comic Con. Sure. And I do the big New York show, and I do Atlanta. Yeah. And you know I do shows all over the Midwest. But in the gift shop of the muse- the Patton Museum of Leadership and Armor, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. at Fort Knox is the original model of fort knox that was used in goldfinger really yeah it's really cool i was very i was like whoa not at the actual fort knox right and uh, the museum unfortunately
1: i think they ruined it but the
2: gift shop is still worth going to see
1: (laughs) So for our listeners out there and viewers out there who aren't in the Midwest and they're maybe all over the world, you ship to them, right? You ship absolutely, anywhere. Absolutely,
2: absolutely ship anywhere in the world. So
1: they could order from your website sure. online. Absolutely, yeah. or
2: if you know, or go to our Facebook page, like us on Facebook. Okay. Because we're always posting stuff on Facebook. Sure, sure. Or just contact us because a lot of people, collectors especially, have very specific tastes, and so they want. And so it's it's hard to put up enough stuff to be. To find the, you know what they want, so just let us know. Email us. Sure. So we also have a big eBay presence. That's excellent. So,
1: Yeah. So you know, obviously, you have genres of all kinds of uh, different everything. films. So yeah. what's your favorite genre? Obviously, we got some spy stuff we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. So what's your favorite genre? Well, of all I'm, the I'm, stuff a, you I'm have? a big
2: science fiction fan. Ah, you know, okay. I love
1: science fiction. Daily oh, Eustaceil. is one of my absolute favorites. It's one of you my.
2: Yeah. Sure. You know. Still, you know, great. Fabulous you know? movie. And, uh, the original one. The original one. <laughs> but um, I do like science fiction. I do like Star Wars, all the Star Wars films, all the Star Trek yeah, films. That's it's all fun. That's all. I, I love all that stuff. I like horror. I don't like the modern, vintage, you know, kind of like the horror porn that they come out with, like Saw. Yeah, But I like right. Universal Monsters and things like that as well. Right. So I'm big on that. And I also love all kinds of uh, foreign films, you know. I mean, Criterion Channel has lots of great movies. Okay.
1: But, so you, you you deal with collectors all over the world. All over here. the world. Right. And so, yeah. do you, Corey, own some of your own collectibles? I do. <laughs> I do. I mean,
2: I, I have a big uh, toy gun collection. I love toy okay. guns. Okay. All right. So and on my one of my f- absolutely treasured pieces is a James Bond attaché case. Oh. You know the really? original mint one, and there's a British one which I have, and I have a mint American one still in the wrapper. Oh, you know, nice! As, as well as the Joe ninety briefcase, and there's like four or five other brief. There's a, a Secret Sam briefcase.
1: Yeah, that's and I right.
2: got all those as well.
1: All right, you got to get us a, a peak view, uh, at least a, 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 photo, of, a photo of, of photo the of photo. the of oh, the sure. of the, uh, the attaché case. Sure. We want to see that. That's a really cool that's, piece. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they that was a, a fabulous piece. It of was I, when I was treatment. a kid. Yeah. I just loved yeah. it. So, can you show us some of the spy stuff? We have some of the spy yeah, stuff you around see some here of the and tell us about here. the kinds of things you have that are spy well, related.
2: Spy related. So, you know, I was thinking about that and there's there's toys that came out from James Bond on. Uh, then mostly a lot of v- little vehicles and things like that. I have a few of those I can yeah, show a you. Yeah, DB5
1: and stuff? Uh, uh, I don't
2: think I have a DB5 in the store. I've got the Quantum of car. Oh, nice. But, yeah. That's a nice one. And a nice car. But for collectors, movie posters are probably the prominent thing for collecting, especially because James Bond is so central to the whole spy thing. Absolutely. You know? And so we surrounded ourselves with all the different types of spy posters here because they're the quintessential collecting thing for a spy person. Spy people are usually older, they're not really playing with toys. Maybe they played with toys when they were kids. Sure, There are some, you know, classic, beautiful cars and things like that, and yes. that makes sense. Yes, yes. But most people saw the spy movies when they were a little older, and so they gravitate to the more mature m- movie posters. There's also books. I mean, you know, the James... Buchan books and things like that, yes. but that's a very now specialized field. Yes, yes you know, yes. you know, Thirty Nine Steps book is. Yeah, we have this, a podcast on the Thirty Nine Steps. You, it's one of our all-time
1: favorite movies. It's an all-time favorite <laughs> movie, and the,
2: and the Hitchcock version is great. Yes, you know, fabulous. And and so that you know that is a very rare poster, and and you have that poster? I don't. Ah. I don't. I've had pieces. I've had well, there's posters, and then they have these things called lobby cards. Lobby oh, cards, yeah, that's right? are uh, usually a set of eight, not always, but usually a set of eight scenes from the movie. And, and they would put those literally in the lobby of the theater. This was before you had even trailers and TV, certainly before TV. Yes. Where, how are you going to see what this movie's about? Well, you go to the theater and there's eight little pictures of the, of the, yes. uh, uh, film right there. And so it gives you some idea of what's going on, what year came out, you know, was, uh, what they're doing. And, uh, so, lobby cards are very cool because they tell you about the Yeah, story. I've seen a few
1: of those from yeah. License to Kill. License to Kill. Those are great lobby cards They
2: stopped making them. them. Right. Uh, around 2000, they kind of, you know, only a few Bond pictures now have them. Yeah. And
1: uh, So, you mentioned the posters. I, there are different kinds of posters we were talking right. about a little earlier from different parts of the world. Right. right. Some of these right. are oh, from... Right. Yeah,
2: I have a Japanese uh, Daniel yeah. Craig. Uh, this is... Well, uh, we also have the... See... With Bond posters, especially, yeah, Bond movies were made in England, so the what they call the country of origin is the poster from the from the actual movie house, the theater, the uh, studio that made the movie, sure. right? And those are most desirable. So for Bond, it's the British quad, that's thirty inches by forty inches. That is the most desirable movie poster, and so those go for. Thousands of dollars this wow.
1: connery probably hard to come by
2: well, they're a little harder than uh the the American posters
1: that's for sure, sure, but um, you you see them once in a while
2: oh I've had them i have had them all you oh, know I nice. sell them to people all the time that's the problem is, is much as I love movie posters i can't afford my own hobby i got to be able to sell <laughs> these things, but the American posters you know are also great, they have different art and than the British the man, ones with usually. The nice, man with a golden gun man with a golden gun and you know, Roger Moore is still highly collected now more than in the past because the people who grew up with the Roger Moore pictures as their first Bond yes. pictures are the ones that are now collecting. The Connery people, Sean Connery is still acknowledged the master of all the Bond, and his posters He's still good. go command for the most money. Really? but
1: Do um, they sell out first the, uh, oh, ahead of everybody I, I, else?
2: I had a great collection just recently, and it's all gone. Wow. And I still have some Roger Moores. It's just that that's the way it is. You know? So every
1: day you're getting new stuff, though. So I you, try to. Right. Yeah, yeah. day yeah.
2: I'm always looking for stuff, yeah. So
1: if you, you can't find
2: it now, Corey may have it next I week. Have, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah, you never know what comes in through the door. It's amazing. Like I said, I was talking to a guy who's got a major collection in California. And so if he had any bronze, you know, I'm going to try and get a couple.
1: Absolutely. Terrific. All right, we're with Corey here looking at one of the Roger Moore posters of the man with the golden gun. Right. Another fun movie. We're looking at the poster with Roger Moore in the classic pose with the pistol, and we've got the car jumping over the river in the background, and uh, of course, uh, golden gun. You got the golden gun itself, the 007 bullet. Corey, tell us a little bit more about well, this and this who is, did the poster. Uh, and...
2: The artist is Robert McGinnis. And he did a lot of the early Bond posters, and uh, people really, really like his art. I do too. He draws women so beautifully yes you know this is with christopher lee was the villain the yes. main villain in this Britt ecklin was the main uh bond girl and uh, the gun i i'm a toy gun collector so the gun really when i was a kid do you have a was, copy of this one I, I have a copy of this one and i also have a copy of the advance which shows the gun itself we can show you that yeah, too right that one it, it, that one i love all right we're going to take a look at that one now yeah. too with the with this the gun itself worth more because it is a rare poster.
1: All right, now we're looking at the uh, Christmas presentation That's from James Bond. It says...
2: This is Advanced. They and would put up a poster, typically way before the movie came out, to let you know that it's coming. Get you excited about That's it. That's right, and this is one This one is one of the ones I've always loved. So we're looking at this so I have one, a copy of this and it, it's got the,
1: the golden gun broken apart into right. its pieces, of course the pen, etc., yeah. the cigarette lighter, and then it's got one assembled. And right. it's got both of them, one on top of the other. Right. It's got the man with the golden gun is ready to assassinate James Bond. See now they never Whoa.
2: made they never made a toy of this. They did later, but they never made a toy of it during the run of this movie. Like I was saying, posters are Bond stuff is more for mature people. Uh, they did make toys for Goldfinger and a few of the other ones, and those are very yes. cool as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How I remember that. Of course, the golden gun in the movie, uh, Scaramanga, the bad guy, Christopher Lee, the for $1 million would go assassinate whoever you wanted him to go assassinate right. for $1 million. And he only needed one bullet. The gun only holds one bullet. And so that's all he needed, he said. And there was a special bullet maker he used to make it uh, the golden bullets. And this is it. Yeah, The gun is here, assembled, and disassemble. Yeah,
2: you you, you can could, you could disassemble it and you can walk around. It's just a pen and a, yeah. and a cigarette lighter. Cigarette lighter, right. cigarette case, and right. a cufflink.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Cool stuff. It is. This cool. poster is fabulous. So this poster is available here, right? Sure. You 500 bucks. 500 bucks. And again, you know who did this poster, uh, Gordon?
2: I, the artist, I'm not sure on this one. Okay. But, uh, it, but it is really cool. It Someone is. Will, I'm sure somebody will tell us. Yeah. And the poster behind me is uh, from A View to a Kill. This is not a Robert McGinnis artwork poster. It's a nice poster, A View to a Kill. It's not worth yeah. as much, right. you know, partly because it's a later poster.
1: Yeah, Roger Moore's last uh, film as Bond. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. you know yep. more than I do. I think that. he was uh, like 57 or something oh, when he did yeah. this one. He even thought he was a little too old for this. But I thought it was still a fun movie. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. His early, his early films were the best. But that's a nice poster. It's a yeah. poster of... Uh, uh, of course, uh, the the San Francisco when they're on the bridge right. in San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge, right? And he's up on top uh, of the bridge there. So, and she, of course, the, the blimp is there as well with uh, with the bad guys. Now, so very I want, cool. I want poster. to show you
2: too. Uh, I will show you the difference between an American poster and this is a uh, a British quad. You can see it's it's horizontal, not vertical.
1: Yeah, are all the British uh, posters horizontal? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. They did do a few vertical. Now we're looking at here Casino at a Royale. Casino Royale right. poster. Beautiful. Uh, Daniel, Craig Daniel Craig with his bow tie uh, right. undone.
2: And, and you see it's a, it's, it's horizontal, not uh, vertical. These are country of origin posters. It's important to, to note that because that's what are the most expensive. This will be more expensive than the American uh, Casino Royale in the years, you know, as they get older. And now that he's about to finish his reign yes. as a— uh, I think that uh, they, they'll all go up in value as well. Yeah. Not to the uh, the Bond post, not to the Connery poster prices, but they'll still be very valuable. Bond is one of those gold standard, always going to be collectible franchises. You never, it's got Bond, you have got Star Wars. Yes, you know, you know, it's not like. It's never gonna. It's not like Six Million Dollar Man. It's great at the time. People yeah. still collect it, right? But eventually, people who won't know that stuff are gonna die off.
1: Yeah, Bond's the longest uh, running franchise oh, uh, yeah. in movie history, and it's wonderful. Yeah. And now uh, we're waiting for the new let one. Let me
2: show you. Let me show you something. Till so these only came out.
1: Now we're looking at smaller. These are smaller cards. Right?
2: These came out for the uh, uh, premiere, and they came out in different sizes. But they, it's cool because they come out with. Came out with
1: character ones. Yeah, we're looking at a variety of posters. Some, uh, All of them with Daniel Craig. Some of them with some of the stars. Uh, right. Of course, Judi Dench's M. Right. In one of them, uh, one with uh, four versions of uh, Craig mm-hmm. moving. Right. Uh, another with uh, Solange, just, who, which is one of my favorites. Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, no, Mad Nicholson. Yeah. He was fabulous. So these L'Chifre. only came
2: out at the premiere of the show. Now, I don't know if they, I cannot find any large size. Okay. Of these posters, they're all just small. so. These would have been at the London
1: premieres. The London premieres. I want to go to one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got
2: these from. <laughs> here's another story. How do I get things? Um, I was at the Bond in Motion. Uh, I've been there. Yeah, it's a great Fabulous, museum. Was it? was a great museum. It's gone now. They've ch- oh, closed the Bond in Motion museum still. Is it with I all the cards and everything? It. No, no, no. It's still there. Oh well, maybe I oh, was there a year and a half ago. Anyway, I right. went to the Bond Museum, and I'm there looking at the how wonderful it is, and they've got. This poster up on the wall, and I said, "Oh, and for sale." And I said, "Well, do you have more?" And oh, yeah, we got a whole bunch more. I go, "Really? Can I buy a bunch more?" And they said, "Sure." So I got a whole bunch of posters then, and then I corresponded with the guy, that, and he said, "Well, we got these things. I'll throw them in for free, you know." Oh my god! You know, because he's Very got nice. even more stuff all the time, and so I've been buying stuff from him for a while, and then all of a sudden, it was all gone someone bought it all someone yep. else bought it all but i got a nice piece of it so i'm happy yeah you know? i don't want to nice. have to have everything right. you know but uh, but you know that's how you do it you talk to people you're constantly talking to people saying oh what do you have yeah what's your collection like where can i get that piece and that's where
1: you're making connections and, and that's in my networking and connections right. right there you go now we're looking at another poster behind you there uh cory a bollinger champagne of james right. bond no, I- there's a Explain that poster a little bit. It's well, kind of cool. It's got a big bottle of, uh, this is from License to Kill. Right. It's got a big bottle of uh, Bollinger champagne. Well, it was it, Timothy Dalton. Is yeah, that Timothy Dalton? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, it's not, Timothy Dalton was not the greatest Bond, you know, a lot of people. I like but, it. But funny. he was all right. I mean, you know, uh, uh, the thing with that was is they were doing cross-promotion with different Brands, yeah, right? That became really big yes. later on. And that's one of the early ones. Product placement. Very, extremely <laughs> rare poster. Extremely rare. It's a Bond poster that it's not part of the canon of, you know, if you're a completist, that's the kind of poster you want. If you want every single Bond poster ever made, that's the kind of thing you look for, wow. but if you, you know, I mean, for a lot of people, they don't need that. Yeah. So it's expensive. It is a cool poster, but it takes a long time to sell. Yeah. But it does go for a lot when you do uh, when you do get people interested in it.
1: Yeah. So this is a unique poster, not the it wouldn't, right. It wouldn't have been a lobby card. It wouldn't have been a right. regular right. No, poster. it was just a,
2: something that they put up in stores and yeah. they put up in the theater or they put it up in the theater to promote Bollingers. Yes. You know, as part of the, uh, the experience of being a band.
1: You know, very cool. We're going to take a look at some of the spy toys, just a few of them.
2: There were lots of toys made for uh, Bond films. They started later, but this is the early, some of the earlier ones were uh, little plastic figures, uh, rubber figures for Dr. No. Cool. And, uh, you know, uh, also uh, for Goldfinger, they did a lot of great toys trying to uh, market it to the uh, kids then they went to but they always had an obsession with cars yes and you see the car here this is a slot car for the vanquish for uh uh, die another day it's a slot car that's very cool piece with little machine guns that pop out of the thing you can attack your opponents (laughs) with them and then they also from the very beginning goldfinger on up they would do uh trading cards here's trading cards this is a set for skyfall these are trading cards a whole set of cards so you can own a little piece of the of the movie as it were
1: is the whole set uh, skyfall here uh, this is the
2: whole set for skyfall for just 20 bucks wow yeah not that it's uh, not that expensive they, you they made millions and millions of these cards so they're out there
1: so what are the most interesting collectibles that you've had in the shop well i do i mean i've had some great movie
2: posters i've been very blessed and i'm lucky in finding some great movie co- poster collections uh I, the most expensive poster i think i've ever found is the only known copy of the invisible man oh wow. the original invisible man insert insert is a style of movie poster that's long and thin and uh, no one had ever seen one before and I put that up, and I got eighty five thousand dollars for that. Oh my and, God! <laughs> and the guy who bought it turned it around and sold it for one hundred twenty five thousand.
1: So that had to be the rarest item you've had in yeah, your it's shop. It's
2: probably the rarest wow. single item that I've had in my shop. That's yeah. a, a great story. It was a great. It was a great. Yeah, a really great. Uh, I'll tell you the whole story if you want me to. But you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the tell us that, a little bit. It's, it's it's a very strange story. I uh, was at a show in New York with A friend of mine, uh, Morris Everett, who's a uh, has a great uh, auction house, and he and I, he often he put out sh- put together shows as well. So I'm in New York, and he and his wife and my wife are great friends, and so they're up front, luckily taking the money while yeah. we're in the back. And there's like 50 poster dealers in the in the hall, and uh, this guy comes up and he's got some uh, a bag of, of paper. And my wife looks at it and says, oh, that's yeah. that's old paper. And, she, and he goes up, uh, can you tell me someone here who's buying movie posters? This gentleman says, you know, I'm, I want to sell these posters. And so my lovely, wonderful, gorgeous wife hand-carried them through a hall of movie posters right to my tent. <laughs> and handed them to me. And I went, oh, okay. And so I'm, I, I start looking at this stuff. And I go... Holy moly. It was not just the Invisible Man. It was a whole roll of all this old 30s paper. Wow. So I said, well, I want to buy it from you. He says, great. And so we're talking about a deal. But the catch is he needs the money today. And it's Sunday. Oh. There's no banks. I've got $300 in my pocket. He knows it's worth more than $300. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll give you the check tomorrow. I'll go to my. He needs the money today. Wow. I'll tell you why later. So I said, okay. So I had a look around. How am I gonna, what am I going to do? I mean, I, I can't let this go. And I can't ask any of my buddies because they will <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be like vultures. and They'll yeah. just descend on them. <laughs> so I go to Morris, and I go Morris, and I drag Morris into a, into a closet, basically. And I say, I need money to buy this collection. He goes, well, show me it. And I unroll the invisible man. And had a Robin Hood, and I unrolled the Robin oh, Hood. Oh wow! And had a Tarzan, and I unrolled the Tarzan. These are all the classics. These are all, I mean, amazing stuff. And his eyes are like, mm. and he goes, "Well, what do you need?" He says, "Well, I need to borrow as much money as you possibly give me." <laughs> he says, "Okay, I'll do that if you put him in the auction, his auction." Ah. And I said, "Okay, fine." I, you know, it was worth it. he didn't want any piece of the collection; he just wanted to put it in the auction. So he goes back to his wife, and he says, give me every dollar you have. (laughs) And we scrape together about $2,000. And he takes it. Now, and I'm telling him, you know, I'll give you more later. No, I need the money right now. So we give him the money. Well, it turns out this guy has more stuff. He had been, his father had been the usher at the Capitol Theater in Arlington, Massachusetts. And was just gathered all this stuff. And unfortunately, his daughter, father had passed away, and he was now on the Upper West Side of New York with all these movie posters. And so over the next three to four years, I would buy slices out of this as he needed money. Unfortunately, he, I think he was gambling the money away. Ah. And, and we were able to get all kinds of great stuff. I, I eventually called him the Magic Closet Man, <laughs> you because know, every time he'd go into his closet, he'd pull out something great. It was unfortunate in that he disappeared at a certain point and by that time one other person had learned of him had found him so the two of us were competing for the stuff you're pretty lucky it lasted that long no because i didn't want any because otherwise you know everyone's gonna go after absolutely he had great stuff and the two of us were kind of like okay we're gonna keep this guy between us so that you know we gave him a fair price and after i sold that uh invisible man I gave him an extra $5,000 cuz I wanted to be show him that I'm trying to be honest with him. Yeah. And so we gave him all kinds of uh, considerations and we bring him every time I went to New York, I'd, we'd go out and have a big meal and but he was gambling the money. He didn't have a real job and he was on the upper west side of, uh-huh. of uh New York and I don't know how he lived. He didn't live apparently, yeah. And so uh, he disappeared. It's too bad because we never got... We found a lot of stuff. We never found the one-sheets. The one-sheets would have been the real fine because a one-sheet for Invisible Man goes for... And what's a one-sheet? A one-sheet is the standard movie. This is a one-sheet. Okay. One standard one-sheet, right. one 27 by 41. At the, Now it's 27 by 40. But then those days, it was 27 by 41. $150,000, $200,000. You know? Wow. Mummy was 300000 I mean, the guy collected on Frederick March... Oh. He loved Frederick March and, and, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, so there was a couple of good... But if he had been a Lugosi and Karloff collector, I mean, he'd have a million dollars worth of stuff. He loved Claude Rains. He loved oh, Frederick Claude March. Rains, he yeah. loved, uh, But he didn't love Lugosi and Karloff, who are the big stars of 30s
1: paper. So in all of your wanderings around, uh-huh. have you ever brushed elbows with some celebrities?
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, I've been able, I shook hands with Paul McCartney. Oh cool. You know, we had a great time. We were at a, a, a movie poster show and he came by. Uh he didn't come by the show, but he came by the hotel to have tea and so I invited him to the show but he yeah. yeah. And uh oh, but that good. was nice and you know, I've sold stuff to Martin Scorsese, I've sold stuff no to Ringo Starr, I've sold stuff to Joanna Cassidy. I've sold stuff to you know, all the people come, you know, uh, to these shows and look around you know uh, I show stuff to uh, Russell Simmons I sold wow. in his in. The, I imagine I don't know for sure but he bought all these gigantic 40 by 60 black exploitation posters you know I had a really nice collection and he bought them up and I never talked to him I just talked to his people his people would take pictures and say you know can I help you and they're like uh, yeah well, this is for Mr. Simmons and like, okay great you know so I sold I've sold film to Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has a theater in L.A. right now, wow. and he was always looking for 35-millimeter film. And so I have a major collection of 35. I had a big collection of 35-millimeter British noirs. I sold those to him. That's and pretty it, cool. Yeah. You're it's, like it's, a celebrity yourself, Oh well, No, that's not true. <laughs> but, but, but I have had, I've had, if you want to brush elbows, have, those are the elbows I've brushed.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. So just to wrap it up, what's the furthest uh, place you've ever shipped an item, anywhere in the world? Uh,
2: Japan, for sure. Wow. Okay. And uh, lots of stuff to Japan. They're big collectors. Russia, as well. On the other going the other way. So yeah, all over the world. Cool. Yeah, uh huh.
1: Well, tell people where how they can find you, Corey. Ah,
2: great. Well, we have a great uh, website, realartcollectibles.com. We also are on Facebook, Real Art Collectibles. Also, you can call me, uh, 708-288-7378, cglaverson at AOL.com is my uh, email, and you can come to I'm 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 so old I have an AOL address, Um, (laughs) or you can come to the store, you know, and 6727 Stanley Avenue, Berwyn, Illinois, 60402, 708-637-3244 is our store phone number. Love to talk to you about any of your collectibles, any of the stuff you wanna sell or buy, what you're looking for. We're always finding new stuff. Give us a call, we'd love to hear from you.
0: So, Dan, I'm kind of bummed I missed that. That sounds like a pretty good field trip. Yeah. yeah. I was on a fun field trip, too, but that that sounds like a really good it, field trip.
1: It's like a toy surfer kid. I yeah. mean, Going like, in and wow.
0: seeing all the collectibles yeah, and yeah. all in one place. Yeah. And it's not, you know, like we're trying to do with Cracking the Code of Spy movies, that we're not just focused on James Bond. He's not just, I mean, he's focused on all genres of movies. Yes. And ha- having all that memorabilia, that, that, that's got to be if
1: cool. If you're in the movies, he's a great guy to know. So that's fantastic. And also I want to give a shout out to Carly. She's one of our followers on Twitter who always likes our stuff and retweets our stuff. She's out in the UK. So Carly, thank you very much. Thank
0: you very much, Carly. It's great to see that support.
1: We appreciate it.
0: So thanks for joining us as we continue cracking the code of spy movies. This has been Tom Pizzotto
1: and Dan Silvestri from
0: spymovienavigator.com. Please subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app. Send us a voice message from our website, spymovienavigator.com, and look for our YouTube channel as well. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and in Google Play. That helps us a lot. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram, too.